Alright, I'm recording, so, uh, you better, you better stop that. That's enough. <laughs> Why are you right all on top of me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I gotta record this so that we can record it and go to bed. Hey, 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 friends. What is up? Welcome back to True Talk Podcast, y'all. It is True Talk Tuesday, and I am so excited to just be sharing this message with you guys today. Um, Today, I think, is going to be a little bit of a shorter message. If you hear noise, as always, with every week, it's Roscoe. If you're new here, my dog's name is Roscoe. He does not like to be alone, and I don't like for him to be sad, so I just let him come in here. But welcome to the True Talk studio, y'all, and today I'm excited for what we're going to be talking about. Um, It's going to be fun. I hope that it encourages you to draw, you know, closer to the Lord or, you know, just encourages you with whatever walk of life that you're in. And so, in saying that, um, I think today's will be at least I say that. I could go on and on. I could ramble. I think today's will be a little bit shorter than our average podcast just because this message that I have to share is just short, quick, and simple, and to the point. So I'm so excited. As always, if you are new here, first off, welcome to the True Talk fam. Welcome to the True Talk podcast. Um, and welcome to Truly You and just all of the wonderful things. Um, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so happy. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for all the people who have listened in and, you know, just, it's just wild. It is so wild to think that we have already been doing Truly You for a year and then here in the next couple of months after the new year, it will have been a whole year of doing the podcast, which is wild. So it's awesome. But welcome to True Talk. This is just where we have true and honest conversations um, or, you know, I just share what's on my heart and, you know, it's just, it's just truth that I believe stuff that I think could make your life better, not in the sense of make it easier, but make it better in the sense of growing in your relationship with the Lord. So I'm just really excited and um, welcome. As always, share this if this encourages you somehow. Share this on your social media platform. Share this with a friend. Send it to you know, a friend or anything like that. Helps with the algorithm and it just helps spread a good message. So in saying that, I'm excited for today because we are going to be talking about obedience. Now, I feel like, you know, whenever this is something that, you know, whenever somebody hears the word obedience, they're like, Ugh. it's like, you know, like a, it's a scary thing. But I want to come and try to put it in a different perspective for you. And sorry, y'all, my hair is down. And so if you see me finicking with my hair, I feel like I am so used to pulling it up that I had it down. So I'm like, oh, my hair. But um, so just ignore me. I just like to play with my hair. But I am excited because I hope to present obedience to you guys in a different way. Um, And it still is like a biblical thing. And so I'm just really excited. But, um, you know, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for the past couple of weeks, you know that I have been kind of sharing about how I have been reading in the book of Ezekiel and, um, you know, how it's one of those books that the the Holy Spirit just told me to read. 
and I started reading it and I was just like, wow. And, you know, I shared a little bit last week about how, you know, sometimes with, you know, reading some Old Testament things, sometimes for me, I used to kind of be scared of it just because I did not have the a a good and holy understanding and view of God. And so it was like, I was like, how could God do this and all this kind of stuff. Whereas now the Lord is totally rewiring my thinking. Even now, and I'm just, I talked about all this last week, I think. Um, even now, you know, the Holy Spirit's rewiring my thinking, just like whenever you think, oh, I can't, you know, I can't hold any more knowledge. I can't learn anymore or anything like that. It's just like, actually you can and just get ready because God's about to blow my mind. And so it's like, oh, okay. He blew my mind again, as always. And so, you know, he's an infinite God. So like there's, there, he's, he's never endless. He's the beginning and he's the end, like he, there's no end to him and so it's like there's you literally you can learn it all and then it's like oh you you got to page 999 oh well I just created page pages a thousand to two thousand or you know like crazy things like that that's how my brain views God and stuff and so I am just learning more and I'm thankful for his grace and mercy and one of the things that in reading this in reading Ezekiel has been you know just reading like the mercy of God and the heart of God. And, you know, if you re- if you've read Ezekiel, you're like the heart of God. It talks about judgment and destruction and this and that and the other. And it's like it, reading it, there was one specific verse and I'm pretty sure I shared it a couple weeks ago on the idolatry podcast. But um, there was one verse and I have it highlighted here somewhere. Um. It's in chapter six and this y'all want to tell you like this absolutely like blew my mind, even though it's like one of those things like you, you say, you know, but then you read it in the Bible and you're like, wow, it's like validation to th- something that you believe and things like that. It's just wild. So this is in chapter six and then this is verse nine and this is God speaking to the prophet Ezekiel says, but then when they write, then when they are exiled, excuse me. Among the nations, they will remember me. They will recognize how hurt I am by their unfaithful hearts and lustful eyes that long for their idols. And, you know, when I read that, I was like, wow. I was like, that completely shift my whole perspective in the sense of, you know, like, I think sometimes the last thing that God wants to do is pour out judgment and destruction. Like, he wants, he wants people, he wants people to experience his mercy. He wants people to experience his grace. Roscoe, I'm talking. Come here. Come on. He wants people to experience his grace and his mercy and stuff. But if our hearts are hardened before him, then, you know, how can we, if we, cause you know, see, I, I, they always, they taught this to me at school. You know, God is a gentleman. He is not going to force something on you that you do not wait. He waits for you to open the door. He waits for you to say, okay, Lord, I'm ready for this next thing. And he is a gentleman. Not saying that he won't, you know, tell you, hey, you really need to start to do this or you really need to start to do this. But he is a gentleman and he will wait. And so it's the same way. God does not force us to worship him. God does not force us to praise him because if he did, it would not be pure. It would not be pure worship. It would not be pure praise. We would just be like robots just saying something. And so God does not force us to do anything. And so, you know, when reading this, you're like, wow, the last thing that God wants on us 
is for his hand of judgment or his hand of mercy because he he knows what can happen when we follow I don't want to say rules and regulations because that makes it seem like it like religion almost but you know just like I've talked about when I'm with my parents they have rules and stuff you know whenever I when I first started driving they had rules for me and it wasn't that they were trying to be horribly strict parents. It's just because they knew what was best for me. And I'm thankful for those rules because they were boundaries and, and they were boundaries to life. And that's how it is with God. God is not wanting to sit here and control you. He's not wanting to sit here and, you know, live a cookie cutter life like every other person. But he is, it's like boundaries where life, you know, that song, life is a highway. And God is like those boundaries. And we're just, we're set for the end goal. We're set for him. And along the way, we have some detours, we have some different things, but through it all, he's the boundaries that's keeping us safe, that's keeping us protected, and that is his will for us, and that is all these things. And so, I say all that to say, growing up, when you heard the term obedience, you're being disobedient, there was always punishment behind it, there was always a discipline behind it, and so, it was almost like there was kind of like a fear of the word obedience, and like, you know, for me in the sense of trying to naturally be a people pleaser um, and wanting to always, always, always make people happy, always make people proud, always make people, you know, see and trust me and things like that. You know, when you hear the term obedience, it's just like, oh, of course I'll be obedient because you're scared of what will happen if you're not obedient. And I feel like, you know, when I was reading this, there were multiple times in one chapter that God says, if they were just obedient with what I asked of them, they would have seen life. Obedience would have brought them life. And again, this is him talking to the people of Israel and Jerusalem because they would they wanted to worship idols and they wanted to worship idols of stone and wood and go on the mountain and worship them and give incense to them instead of worship God. And, you know, we read those things and I was reading that and I was like, wow, I was like, you know, God, God says it multiple times. Like, you know, he, he wanted to give them life. He wanted to give them blessings. He wanted to give them the land flowing with milk and honey, but they just could not be obedient. They could not be obedient. They could not lay down their idols and worship him. And, you know, when I was thinking about this, this is what I was going wanting to say about shifting your perspective of obedience. So, you know, Imagine you're a little kid, or we'll not say you're a little kid. Say you were babysitting. I babysit a lot of the time. I'm around kids a lot, and I was a preschool teacher around little kids. And so, you know, when you tell a kid to do something, you're not telling them to do, you're not saying, hey, don't do that because you're mad at them or you're, they're in trouble. Now, there may be some circumstances where they're maybe in timeout or things like that, but you're telling them, Hey, don't grab that pair of scissors because you could poke your eye out. You could cut your finger off. You could cut your hair. You could, you know, all these different things. Or, hey, don't eat that glue because it's it could be poisonous and it could kill you. Or, you know, we're telling them these things and we're setting, we're telling them these rules and these, these guidelines and these boundaries, not because we're wanting them to be exactly like, a, like us, not because I'm wanting them to sit here and say, well, dang I really wanted to play with the scissors and now she's just being mean to me and I can't play with scissors because she just doesn't like me. You know, we don't tell them that because of that. We tell them because we want to keep them safe. We want to keep them protected. We want to keep them 
living. You know, we want them to live to see tomorrow. You know, as adults, I'm not a mom, but as adults, you know, you, when you have a child, you, you just get them through life until they're old enough to be on their own. And even then, you know, you still take care of them because that is what God has given you to steward. And so, you know, we're God's kids. And so there are times in life where God is saying, hey, if you just do this one thing, if you just are obedient with this one thing, please watch how my hand can move and bring you life in a situation that you thought was dead. That one thing that he's asking you to be obedient in is not because he's mad at you. It's not that he's asking you to give up. You know, we'll use fasting. If he asks, if God asks you to fast and you're like, you come up with every excuse in the world not to, and then you have something happen in a situation that you've been praying on and, you know, it was not a good outcome and things like that. And then we want to get mad at God and be like, God, you know, we want to like shake our fist at God and be like, you said you're a healer. Why didn't you heal? You said you're this. Why didn't you do this? And sometimes in reality, it goes back to obedience. Were you obedient with what God asked you to do? You know, could that family member maybe have, maybe could have been a different situation if you would have, if you would have obeyed the Lord of doing a fast. And, you know, and I'm not saying that's in all circumstances at all, because I know there are some circumstances where, you know, things happen and we don't understand. I have things, I have questions about things that I truly, you know, maybe one day in life, God will give me like a crazy you know, revelation on it, but it, it could be just one of those things that when I get to heaven and, you know, I, I will, I will fully understand it then, but you know, until then I'm not going to sit here and shake my fist at God. But then there are times where I feel the unctioning in my spirit. Hey, I, just simple. Don't buy that. Don't spend all that money. I'm like, God, I have it. I want to spend it. If you're, if you're like me and, and if you're a girl, maybe not a girl, maybe there are some guys who like to shop. I don't know. But, you know, you get money, you get your paycheck, you want to go and do all this stuff. You want to buy this that you've been waiting for years to buy. You want to buy this or buy this or buy this. And it's not that what buying that thing is bad because there's something that I did. I wanted to buy and I wanted to spend the money and I just could not feel peace about it in my spirit. I was like, like God, I really want to buy this. And... I finally, after wrestling with it all day, I just, I sat back and I was like, Savannah, if this was somebody else in this situation and they were telling this to you, I want to buy it, but I should have this gut feeling and this unction that I should, blah, 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 blah. You would say, girl, that's not even a question. Don't buy it. Be obedient. Don't buy it. So I was like, oh, okay. And I had to be obedient. Now would buying that maybe have absolutely ruin my tomorrow? Not at all. Like, I'm not saying that could have. I mean, I'm not God. I have no idea. But it could be something that maybe in my future, maybe maybe along down the road, that God is saying, I'm protecting you from this, so don't do it. And so sometimes I think we see obedience as God's of like, do this or else. When in reality, God's not like, do this or else. God's like, please, please don't do that. Because I know what I have for you is better what if you just listen if you just listen I can see around the corner that you can't see around I can see around you know the next road of life that you can't see I see it and I'm telling you follow this path because if you detour off this path it could maybe mess up this next road or it could do this or something and so 
I want to encourage you to shift your perspective on obedience and whatever it is the Lord is asking you to be obedient in, whether if that's a huge life choice, you know, of maybe maybe changing a job, maybe God's saying, okay, your time up at your time at this job is up. You fulfilled your purpose here. And I want you to trust me and be obedient and trust me and see what I have for you next. Maybe it's something like that, or maybe it is something as simple as spending money on something that you don't need to spend money on. And, you know, it, it, it ranges from whatever, but I'll just say this, obedience is obedience no matter how big or small. And obedience is not validated by those around you who can see it or those around you who can, you know, clap their hands. Oh, you were obedient. Good job. Good job. It's not validated by that. Your obedience is simply validated by you being obedient to the Lord. Like it's just as simple as that. It is simply validated because the Lord is the one who spoke it to you. And so I just want to encourage you, like, whatever it is that God is asking you to be obedient to, be obedient. If it is something that you you have a core desire and you want to you want to do this one thing and you just want to go for it and you want to do it, and every time you go to do it, you just don't feel peace, but you want to do it, you want to do it, you want to do it. Wait and ask the Lord, okay, Lord. You were having me wait on this one thing. What can I do while I wait? How can I be obedient while I'm waiting? How can I be obedient? Because I could go and try to do it on my own. And then if it fails, I can't get mad at God because he told me to wait. And, you know, there are so many things that God sees that we don't see. So I'm like, you know, if my mom, you know, when they were teaching me how to drive, they knew things that, you know, when I first got behind the wheel, I was like, man, this is so easy. Like, you know, this, that. but they knew things that I didn't know because they had, they, they knew they had been through this and y'all God can see everything. He can see it all. He can see the future. He can see the past because he is, he is all those different things. He's omnipresent. He's, he, he's, 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 he's God y'all. He is God. And so If there's something, it does not have to make sense to you also. That's something that I have learned in life is that, you know, obedience does not have to make sense to your carnal mind for you to do it. Because if that's the case, then maybe it's not necessarily like crazy. Maybe it's just God's giving you wisdom for something, you know? So like, it doesn't have to make sense because it didn't make sense for Abraham to put Isaac on the altar. But look at how the end of his, the rest of his life turned out because of that one simple act of obedience. Like y'all, I can go back and think over my life when there are times that I want to be disobedient or there are times that, not even disobedient, but there are times that I want to do something and I, you know, I don't necessarily feel the peace of the Lord about doing it and I feel like I need to wait or things like that. You know, there are, there are times that I want to do that and I'm like, it's kind of one of those moments you don't want to admit it, but you're like, God, do you really know what you're, what you're talking about? Because I really want to do this now. And then you've got to repent because you're like, Lord, forgive me for thinking that I knew more than you and like things like that. But I look back over my life and especially over the past five and a half years of my life where it has been like a crazy, a crazy whirlwind. And that all I can think about is that if I wouldn't have taken that first step of obedience, first off, if my parents wouldn't have taken the first step of obedience, 
of, you know, us, you know, going to a different church and feeling called to different church. If they wouldn't have taken that step of obedience, then the door for me to be obedient to the Lord and for them to be obedient to the Lord of sending me to the school would have never happened. You know, like that would have never been a thing. And so you don't even know what doors of obedience that... <laughs> Ross is feeling passionate about this. You don't know what doors could open for those around you by your obedience. Like whether it be your friends, your family members, your your children, your husband, your sister, your mother, your brother, your dad, anything like that. You don't know what doors could be opened by your act of obedience over their life. And so it's just like, you know, like they say, when you sin, you don't sin alone. There are those that are around you that are affected by it. Think of it like that way with obedience. When you are obedient, it's not just for you alone. There are things around you and people around you that God is wanting to use you to bless them and to show the love of God to them. So I just, you know, it's just as simple as that. And I'm just going to read this, um, you know, this is in Ezekiel chapter 20, and this is verse, this is the third time it says that, says it, um, so it says it in verse 13, but the people of Israel rebelled against me. They refused to obey my decrees there in the wilderness. They wouldn't obey my regulations, even though obedience would have given them life. Then you go down a couple of verses, but their children too rebelled against me. They refused to keep my decrees and follow my regulations, even though obedience would have given them life. And friends, I want to encourage you to keep that in your mind. If there is something that you feel like you are wrestling with, if there is an area of your life that you, like I said, you feel like you're in a a tug of war battle. It's like you want to do it, but also like you're scared to do it. You want to do it, but you're scared. You know, you you want to do it, but is is God actually going to follow through with it? Is he actually going to be a provider? Is he actually going to do these things? Like y'all admit it. You have these thoughts. We are human. We are not perfect. You have these thoughts the enemy tries to send into our mind. If the enemy can send anything into our mind to make us doubt God or doubt or, you know, lose our belief in him in anything, he's going to try to. And so whatever it is, I want you to say to yourself and, and, and quote this scripture, obedience gives me life obedience gives me life it leads me closer to the heart of the father and no matter what it looks like I can trust that he knows what my tomorrow holds he knows what tomorrow holds and so if he's asking me to do something today that can make my tomorrow better and prevent my tomorrow from being worse Lord help me to do it help my heart to fully trust you and to be obedient so I love you guys that was literally it today um you know I feel like I rambled the same thing over and over again sorry y'all Roscoe is being so loud right now um but again it's just you know this is something the Lord is teaching me is just obedience be obedient in what it is he is asking you to do be obedient in the small things if that be give your coworker the dollar like give him a dollar Give them that extra dollar that you have if you feel the Lord prompt your heart or, you know, get your boss something. Maybe it's a boss that you don't like. Get your boss a gift or something like ask the Lord, what is it that you can be obedient in? And then see what he does through that one act of obedience, because y'all I'm telling you, like just being obedient. First off, it just it pleases the heart of the father. I believe it says this in. Proverbs, um, this is in Proverbs 16. When the king smiles, there is life. His favor refreshes like a spring rain. And that is chapter 16, verse 15. So when you are obedient, it makes him smile. Not because he wants to control you, like I said, but because he knows 
the blessings and the benefits and, and the good that comes from being obedient. And so I just want to encourage you guys, what is it that you feel is tugging on your heart? What is it that God is sitting here saying, okay, okay, Savannah, how, I want you to give this to me. I want you to trust this with me. And y'all, I'm on that journey right now. There are things that God has, you know, shedding me of right now that I'm having to learn to trust him. And so I just want to encourage you guys, spend some time with the Lord, ask him, Lord, what are things in my life that I've tried to keep a grip on that you are just wanting me to let go, that you are just wanting me to fully trust you with, that you are wanting me to go, I want to go this direction, but you want to take me to this direction, you know, ask him what those things are and watch as he shows them to you. And he gives you the strength to be obedient as you trust him. So I love you guys. Roscoe's going to say hey, because if not, he's going to keep whining. Roscoe says hello. Hello, hello. And we just love you guys. Look at my baby. Look at my baby. I love this little dog. So we love you guys. Um, Again, we are so, so thankful for the True Talk family, the True Talk podcast family. Um, you know, just super thankful for all that God has done. As always, share this. Go follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all those different things. And y'all, just get ready to tune in for next week. This is Roscoe's way. He just wants to be in the camera again. He does. He wants to be in the camera. <laughs> and I love you guys. And y'all, we will see y'all next week. Peace out. Say bye-bye. Bye, y'all.